This is Against All Enemies, a show about threats to American democracy. Political violence is on the rise. An alarming percentage of Americans believe they may have to take up arms against their neighbors. Some are already doing so. Against All Enemies highlights the activities of extremist organizations and their enablers. Our goal is to educate, not to alarm. The threats are real. But if we know what we are up against, together we can beat them. Hi, everyone. It's Ken Harbaugh on the Midas Touch Network. This is going to be a quick hit. I've got my favorite guest ever on the show today. You'll see why in a second. Ohio today voted to enshrine abortion rights in our Constitution. We are still counting votes, but it's pretty clear that the citizens of this state just sent a resounding message across the country that abortion rights are fundamental and we will not be bullied or manipulated by an extremist Republican Party that wants to deny those rights. I've spent a lot of time on this show talking about what's at stake with a vote like this. It's about letting women make their own health care decisions. It's about empowering parents to do what's best for their kids. And for my family specifically, it's about fighting for a state that feels safe for my daughters. I know so many parents like me whose kids are talking about moving away when they're old enough because they haven't felt safe or valued here. Today's vote pushes back against that. I suspect this massive win for freedom in Ohio will send shockwaves across the country. I've been rambling on long enough. I want you to hear from one young voter in particular. Here she is. It's Ken Harbaugh with Against All Enemies on the Midas Touch Network. It is 9.46 p.m. on Tuesday, the day of a monumentally significant vote here in Ohio among the measures on the ballot, issue one, to enshrine abortion rights in our state constitution. And I wanted to talk to a first-time Ohio voter, voting absentee from college. Uh, she also happens to be my daughter. Uh, and I wanted to get a perspective from those who this vote would affect the most. Katie, so glad to have you on. I've always said I have three yeah. jobs as a dad to protect you, to love you unconditionally, and to embarrass you. So if I choke up during this interview, that's part of my job. What does it feel like to see this state that has disappointed you so many times come through? As somebody who grew up watching the 2016 election, the debates between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, seeing Trump get elected, impeached, impeached again. I think throughout all of that, my generation can agree that we've felt both very affected and also unable to do much because we couldn't vote yet. So I think knowing that I was able to not only vote for uh, issue one in November, but also back in August, that contributing to that feels like our votes do have power. I know sometimes it can feel like they don't. How did you wade through the mountains of misinformation coming out of the Republican Party, the the fear-mongering, people saying that this was going to lead to after-birth abortions, whatever the heck that is, as as a young person in an ecosystem that is just cacophonous, how do you decide what to believe? Personally, having an interest in medicine has helped me wade through a lot of, I mean, 
Partial birth abortion isn't even a medical term. It was entirely made up by the Republican Party. And so I think I've been privileged to have access to that type of education, which I can acknowledge that. I also go to school in Massachusetts. So the information I get in my news and in the people that I talk to every day here, I think even helped me be a more informed voter back in the Midwest. And so being, and if I do see information that makes me skeptical or leans strongly one way, I often make sure to double check that. And typically when it comes to the information spread by the right, you can often find sources that counteract uh, that information. Turnout appears to have been sky high among Gen Z. When you talk to to your peers, they're from all over. I understand most of them aren't from Ohio, Mm -hmm. but I'm guessing they're representative of the coming wave of youth activism and Mm -hmm. youth engagement in issues like this. What do they say? We've watched people vote for us for so long, especially in issues that won't really even affect the people voting for them. It'll affect us decades in the future. So we are trying to rewrite the narrative about uh, like what it means to be an active uh, participant in government and significant engagement. I think that we're going to have the highest voter turnout because we're not going to, we're not going to forget to vote. We, because we can't afford to, we're not going to uh, sit back and hope that other people vote on our behalf because that hasn't worked. We've seen that when people don't show up, then things happen like Roe v. Wade being overturned. Thanks for listening, everyone. I've got a quick break here, but I need a favor first. Shows like this depend on your support. Please, if you can spare five seconds, click the link to the podcast version of the show below and leave us a five-star review. It really does help. Thanks. There has been this dig at young voters, Gen Z voters in particular, that they're disengaged. They they care about everything but politics and policy. I think the lie has been put to that criticism. Um, do you feel the the power of Gen Z's voice at, at moments like this? And and what do you expect going forward? Uh, from from this generation? Uh, at moments like this, I really do think that my generation contributed to having issue one pass. I think that if we hadn't turned out, we would still be living in a state where abortion is not protected. I mean, just last year, I couldn't vote. Other people were still turning 18. And in the span of a year, with a new generation of voters becoming eligible, we're already seeing monumental progress towards uh, getting these rights reestablished. And I think being surrounded by people, I'm not always surrounded by people who agree with me, but I think that the vast majority of people I interact with, regardless of their niche stances, we all agree on the foundations. And one of those is uh, the right of choice and belief in science. Does this give you hope for Ohio specifically? Uh, I, I 
think you probably have a lot of hope for for 2024 and the country coming together. Uh, mm-hmm. Ohio is, as I said earlier, has has been disappointing of late. But but how does this make you feel about our home? Well, somebody who decided deliberately to go to school in another state because I was worried of what it would mean to be in Ohio the next four years. I think that I and many other people are all breathing a sigh of relief that it is a place that we can be proud to call home and not a place place we have to escape or be afraid of, but a place that we can fight for. We can still, you know, I could have voted in Massachusetts where my vote would have been one of many uh, progressive votes, but I think that a lot everyone who did have the opportunity to vote elsewhere and decided to vote in Ohio, that shows how much hope we have and that was fulfilled by the results today. I think some people assume it's an exaggeration when when we say, as you just did, that you have to escape Ohio to find what I would consider a fundamental right, but it, it bears reminding this audience that a 10-year-old rape victim literally had to flee the state uh, to, to seek medical care. It's, it's a reality now. Gilead is, is here. That's the, the fictional um, state in, in The Handmaid's Tale. But I think mm-hmm. we, we may be unwinding that. I agree. And I'm grateful and relieved and so happy to be a part of this. Well, Katie, I am tremendously proud of you and tremendously proud of this state. I, I wanted to check in with you tonight because uh, we're, we're riding high. I have to say, though, that one of the, the Achilles heels of, of Democrats, of the, the pro-democracy movement in this state and elsewhere is high-fiving and forgetting when the threats to democracy, the threats to, to freedom, the threats to fundamental rights, uh, one of which we enshrined in our Constitution today, that is persistent, and we we can't take our eye off the ball. I don't know if there's a question there, but would love your reaction to to just this observation that the the fight has to keep continuing. I mean, every every time we we gain an inch, it it feels like they throw up another wall. I agree. I think that oftentimes when we are successful, it can feel like we've accomplished everything. Well, in reality, that was just one of the many steps forward. And so we know that the the other side is not gonna keep, they're not gonna let their guard down. They are going to continue to fight against uh, these rights that we wanna establish. And so we need to continue to move in the forward direction and not, we can celebrate, but we at the same time have to keep moving forward. And I think both can exist and that's the, the best uh, way to be. Well said. Thank you so much, Katie. We are dying to have you back uh, at at Thanksgiving. Your your grandparents, especially, are, are dying to see you. <laughs> Thanks, Katie. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye.